Hey everyone, welcome to In Shape Radio, a show to help you get fitter, stronger, healthier and happier, and of course, in better shape. I'm your host, Ryan Lewin, and I've dedicated the last 14 years of my life to my education and experience as a health and fitness coach. From completing a master's degree in exercise physiology, to qualifying as a registered nutritionist, and coaching hundreds of clients along the way. I'm here to give you a one-stop shop for evidence-based and results-proven advice to help you with your own body and health journey. Let's get started. Hello everyone, welcome back to InShape Radio. This is the first time I've ever recorded the Friday episode on a Monday and I'm about to, after this, record my prep updates as well. So I need to try really hard not to get confused with what I'm supposed to be talking about here because they're very closely linked as well. So this is going to be released on Friday, as always, at which point I will be on my way to Hamburg for my first little break of the year. And that is very in line with what I'm going to be talking about today. So I wanted to do an episode on something that I think is super important. And it's been important for me not just necessarily when it comes to getting in shape, helping clients get in shape, but also just life in general. But it does have a lot of carryover. And I think getting in shape is definitely, you know, one of the areas of life where this particular topic is is most important. And as you probably guessed by the title, it is talking about compromise and sacrifice and kind of like what's the difference between the two and giving you some examples of how compromise can actually really help you get ahead with certain things and also give you some ideas of how you can make compromises so that you still get joys in life because I think this is the the thing you've got to understand even when you're going through the process of getting yourself in shape or making changes to your life like you shouldn't completely cut out all forms of joy for too long like some level of sacrifice and restraint is is okay in in moderation but I think from what I've seen working with clients and, you know, my own experiences in life, if you cut out too much for too long, you will inevitably be unhappy um, if it's the things that you enjoy. But also kind of like a bit of a rebound with those things, um, particularly when it comes to let's talk about fat loss for a second. If you go through 20 weeks of dieting, you sacrifice everything you enjoy, food, drink, social life, the works just for that goal. Nine times out of 10, when you get to the end of the the goal, because you've been restricted for so long, there is a much higher chance of you then going to do all of the things that you've sacrificed, but in bigger quantities. You know, I've I've spoke on the podcast already about my previous experiences of of rebounding a little bit out of um, like my first ever photo shoot. I lost 20 pounds and I put the whole 20 pounds back on within about four weeks because I made a list of all the foods that I wanted to, to go and eat because I was deprived of them whilst on the program. Um, you know, so I've, I've made a lot of mistakes with this myself. And so I believe that when it comes to compromise and sacrifice, to, to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve, whether it's saving for a house, whether it's transforming your body, whether it's doing something with your career, I believe if you make more compromises than sacrifices, you're going to be better set up um, for sort of like longevity and long-term success. Because, like I say, we all need our comforts. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run you through a few examples um, of where I've made some compromises and how it's helped me get ahead. But also, you know, some of the stuff that I'll do with clients as well if they've got goals but also got busy social lives and that sort of thing. Just to give you some ideas about how you can potentially look to make 
a few more compromises in your own life to help you get ahead with whatever it is that you want to achieve. And what I'm going to do for all of them is I'm going to go, the, the best question to ask yourself when it comes to making compromises is what's the, what's the alternative cost? And like, what is just the alternative option to that compromise? So if I if I don't make this compromise and if, if I you know don't make a little bit of sacrifice with this particular thing, what's the alternative option? Because sometimes doing that will just help you realize that, okay, this sucks a little bit now, but what this is actually going to give me in life in three months' time is definitely worth the compromise. Or likewise, you might think to yourself, do you know what? That's not worth compromising on. It's not worth sacrificing on because those particular things mean more to me. So I'm going to work through it in that order. Now, the first example that I'm going to give to you is back in 2021, I left a a very a, a good position that I was in with my previous employer. Um, I, I was with the company for four years. I worked as a gym manager. Um, I'd moved over to the head office. I'd started working as, as part of a, a global team. Um, you know, I, I was the, the trainer development manager for the whole company. And, you know, that was obviously a huge responsibility. It was a fantastic opportunity. And I decided that, you know, for, for a few personal reasons, I wanted to do my own thing. Um, I had a few things going on at the time where it just made more sense to do something online and a bit more on my own terms. So I made the decision that I was going to leave and start in shape. And obviously in shape has been going ever since. But one of the things that I did in order to allow that to happen was at the time I was driving a rather nice Mercedes. It was a car that I could only have dreamt of having, you know, when I was younger. Um, it, it, you know, it was white, it had blacked out windows, it was very sporty, it, it was nice, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'll always remember the feeling of when I actually, you know, got the car. Um, I, I wouldn't say, I, I'm definitely not a materialistic person, I'm much more of an experienced person, but I do have a soft spot for a nice car. Um, and I really enjoyed it, like I loved it. And I sold it when I made the decision to leave my job. Literally the week after I left, I went and sold it and downgraded and got myself a little red convertible Mini Cooper. Um, so, you know, like it didn't suit me as well as the Mercedes did, put it that way. Um, it was worth about a quarter of what the Mercedes was worth. It was about 10% of the... Well, it was actually quite fun to drive, to be fair. It was like a little go-kart. I don't want to diss the Mini too much because I did, I did, you know, grow to love it. <laughs> but it just, you know, a clear compromise, okay? Nice white Mercedes for, you know, little red convertible Mini. It was a compromise. But what that allowed me to do was obviously use some of the, the equity that was in the car, um, give me a little bit more of a, a runway with the business, um, and just, you know, have an unnecessary expense sat on the driveway because Mercedes was quite expensive to repair if anything ever went wrong with it, let's put it that way. Um, so I made the decision to downgrade my car to give me a better chance of being able to get the business off to a good start and not be looking over my shoulder as much. And then like, number two is kind of tied in with that. So I'll say both of them before I kind of do the, the cost um, comparison. But I quit a hobby. So fun fact, back in 2000 and... How long ago would it have been? About year 2000 until 2007 when I was younger. I used to race RC cars. Uh, One-tenth electric touring cars. Really, really fun hobby. Um, I did it for years with my uncle. 
won a few like junior national championships. Like I was, I was pretty damn good at it. Um, and then as I was leaving my job, for some reason, I decided that I wanted to start it again because I was like, I need a hobby. I need something, you know, away from work that's going to give me a little bit more, uh, I guess, interest and stimulation. Obviously very naive to how much work it was going to take to get the business off the floor. And I, I almost did them like concurrently. So I left my job and then started the hobby. And, you know, it's a little bit, I guess, counterproductive to, to selling the Mercedes because the hobby was actually quite expensive as well. Um, but within six months, I, I clearly saw that it was using a lot of my time. I, you know, I got quite into it. I was doing all the, the sort of maintenance work myself and, and a few things. And I made the quick decision that it had to go. So, you know, I lost a little bit of money because I bought all the stuff brand new and then sold it um, literally six months later. So I probably lost, you know, 25, 30% of the money that I'd, I'd put into buying all the equipment. Uh, but I just made the quick decision and it was a tough decision. And that was a comp- that was a full sacrifice. Like I didn't replace it with anything because a, co- a compromise if you think about what a compromise is, it's kind of meeting in the middle. Whereas a sacrifice is cutting things out and getting rid. But that was that was the sacrifice. Now, if you tied both of those things together, it was two decisions where I compromised on the car I was driving and I sacrificed the hobby I enjoyed for the sake of the business. What that allowed me to do was operate with more time and less financial pressures or, you know, financial drains. Um that just allowed me to to not stress so much about getting, you know, my first few clients and getting the business off the floor. So the cost or the alternative option would have been to carry on driving the Mercedes, doing the expensive hobby, but the cost could have been I wouldn't have had the time to get the 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 business off the floor and my money would have gone down quicker, which, you know, could have meant that I wouldn't be sat here today working as a full-time online coach with my own business. So when you look at it like that, it's like, hmm, yeah, okay, it was a tough decision, but the cost has definitely paid off because I was able to to get off to a good start with the business. And now, you know, here I am in, in year three, which I'm very grateful for. Um, so that that's, you know, a couple of examples. Now let's look at, they're just like the most major life examples. I guess another one, just kind of thinking on the whim here as well, like, Obviously, I did sacrifice and compromise quite a lot on the amount of time that I spent around my family and friends when I made the decision to move to Amsterdam. And I was out there for, you know, four years in total. Obviously made loads of great memories. I got a master's degree. I had loads of great opportunities in my career. Obviously, Amsterdam was a very fun place to live in your mid-20s. I'll let your imagination do the work. But, you know, that meant that back home, some of my closest friends who, you know, I am still really good friends with now which is good like it wasn't impacted we've been friends since you know year nine at school so we've got a very tight friendship so it wasn't that the the relationships with my friends had broken down uh, because I was out there but obviously I did miss out on quite a lot but you know again like the the benefits of doing that was that you know enriched my life with these experiences and a few good things definitely came from being in Amsterdam but then just let let's bring this back to the context of getting in shape because let's be honest, it's in shape radio. So we've got to talk about getting in shape. So this year's prep. So obviously, if you're following along with the photo shoot prep, or you've seen it on social media, or you've heard me talking about it, like this year, I'm putting myself through a body transformation of my own to do a photo shoot in June. 
but I had to. I, I decided that I wanted to make a number of compromises to give me to give me the best chance of getting a really good result for the photo shoot and getting in the best shape I've ever been in. So one of the things is limiting the amount of occasions that I'm going to have anything involving alcohol in the run up to the photo shoot. Like you know, I'm I'm not a heavy drinker anymore. I used to be a bit of a party animal at, at uni and obviously in Amsterdam. Like, I, I still enjoy a festival. I still enjoy, you know, a, a good bottle of red wine with, with dinner. Like, I do enjoy a drink. I'm not I'm not shy from the fact. But I know that sometimes a few drinks can lead to a few too many drinks, and then that can have a knock-on on food choices. And, you know, I'm a human being with that sort of thing. I'm not going to cover up and say that I'm not. And then that can lead to poor sleep, hangover, food choices go out the window a little bit, less energy for training. So I know that if I wanted to do a six-month real focused period of health and fitness and get myself in the best shape I've ever been in, I was going to have to make some compromises on that. But rather than saying, right, six months, no drink, no fun, no nothing, because I know for a fact that I will be miserable if I do that. That I know like bodybuilders might do that. They might go through like 20, 24-week preps where they don't do any anything outside of the prep. But I know that's not me. That's not my goal. And I know I am the sort of person where if I cut everything out for too long, I will be a bit, you know, I'll have itchy feet and I'll probably, you know, line up all these big occasions that I'm going to do after the photo shoot because I know I've done that before and I want to learn from my mistakes. So rather than saying I'm going to be really flexible the whole time, and rather than saying that I'm going to cut everything out, I've compromised and I've met in the middle. I've said, right, what I'm going to do is I'm allowed three occasions between now and the photo shoot where I can have a few drinks and let my hair down. So I've got Hamburg, which if you're listening to this on Friday, I am literally on the way to Hamburg. Um, If you listen to this after I've got back, then you'll probably see the updates on how it all went. But I've got two days in Hamburg with with two of my best friends this weekend. There's going to be some Steiners. There's going to be some food. Probably going to have, you know, a couple of untracked days away from the photo shoot prep. And then I'm going to get back in. I've got another five weeks and then it's my birthday. And then I'm going to get back into prep. And then I've got another, you know, that's the longest stint. That's about 10 weeks, I think, before um, a stag do. And then it's three weeks till the photo shoot. So, you know, when you look at it like that, it's like, okay, I'm only going to have three occasions where I drink between now and Glastonbury, which is in June. But really, the time goes fast. You know, like I've just, I've not had a drop since New Year's Eve. So it's going to be five weeks pretty much by the time I have a beer in Germany. Five weeks. It's flown by. I've made loads of progress. I feel great. So it's a compromise. And for a lot of people, it's like, oh my God, you know, how can you only drink three times in six months? If you, if you are someone that enjoys, you know, wine with dinner and stuff, that might sound scary to admit that you're going to go for something like that. However, the the result of that, again, looking at the, the cost comparison, is I'm going to get in the best shape I've ever been in and feel amazing. And the opposite could be I could give myself too much flexibility and then spoil my progress a little bit too few too many times and don't get the result that I wanted. Which one am I willing to compromise on? I definitely would rather get a good result and only have alcohol activity. Activities involving alcohol three times between now and June. That's the compromise that I'm willing to make. And again, these compromises are very person dependent. So just because I'm doing this doesn't mean my clients are. Like I'm there to guide my clients, encourage, motivate, you know, give structure but at the end of the day it's a coaching relationship so 
everyone has their own sort of level of, of what they're willing to compromise on and how much they're willing to sacrifice. And you've just got to be honest with yourself that if you have got a very busy social life and you're not willing to compromise on it that that much, that things are going to take longer. It's as simple as that. Uh, as long as you've got enough compromise and enough sacrifice in there and you're happy with the rate of progress you're making, that's that's the most important thing. If you want to go faster at points, you just make more compromise or more sacrifice. Simple as that. Cool. So in terms of my plan of action for Hamburg, so just another little example of how I'm going to do this. So on Thursday, and again, this might be crossing over with the prep update that I'm going to record. On Thursday, I'm traveling to London and I'm meeting up with my friend, his wife, who is, well, they're getting married in August, but they're actually officially married now. So I'm going to say wife. Um, on Thursday, and we're going to go for dinner. And then we're going to meet another one of our friends at the airport on Friday and then fly to Hamburg. Now, traditionally, I probably would have been like, right, on Thursday when I get to London, we'll go out, have wine, have drinks. And then, you know, there might be a pint or two at the airport when we're waiting to fly. So I'm taking that compromise a little bit further. And I'm saying what I'm going to do is I'm not going to have my first beer until I'm in Germany with a Steiner in Hamburg. Because that means that Thursday, I'm not going to have drinks. I'm not going to have, not pointless drinks at the airport, but let's be honest, heavily, you know, I, I don't know, the, the the pints that you get from all Weatherspoons at an airport, they're just, there's just something with them that I just, I, they're not as good. They're obviously not as good as a cold Steiner when you get to Germany, right? So I'm going to compromise and I'm going to say, yeah, okay, I'm going to have some drinks this weekend, but I'm not going to have drinks at the dinner on Thursday and I'm not going to have drinks at the airport. I'm going to wait till I'm in Germany. Job done. Um... But I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in the photo shoot episode because that's more related to that. Cool. So let's have a look at some other, I guess, easier examples to think about compromise. So let's say you want to get yourself in great shape and you've got a very busy social life or you've gone a lot of business trips, that sort of thing. How can you still do that without sacrificing it all? So how can you get yourself in shape without completely cutting out your social life, your dinner's out, all that sort of stuff. So there's a few things that you can do with food choices. So if you're going to eat out three times in a week, you're going to have to make some compromises. If you're eating out once a month, you can probably allow for that meal to be a little bit more indulgent. And again, this is this is the art of coaching. This is always looking at what people have got going on in the next few weeks, looking at what people have got that week, looking at their goals and giving people advice based on that. So what I'll do with clients is I'll get them to plan ahead a little bit with what we've got coming up so that I can guide around some of this stuff in terms of like what I recommend in terms of compromise and sacrifice and pushing and pulling. So if you've say you've got a really busy social calendar and you're going to be eating out a lot, but you want to stay on track with your goals, compromise with your food choices, first of all. So can you go for stuff that's baked, grilled, steamed, over, crispy and fried? So avoid chips, avoid deep fried anything and just opt for things that are cooked in healthier ways. Like I say, baked, grilled or steamed. Can you make sure that you only go for lean cuts of protein? So going for a fillet steak over a ribeye steak, chicken breast over chicken thigh, white fish over salmon because that's going to save you a lot of calories overall if you're eating out regularly on reducing the fat intake from your protein sources 
can you compromise on the amount of courses that you have? So if you're eating out three to four times in a week, can you make sure that you just have a, a healthy main and maybe here and there share a starter or have some extra nibbles, but don't go out for three, three course dinners every week if you're looking to get in shape. So that's where you'd, if that's what you would normally do is your normal routine, you just compromise and say, right, I'm still going to eat out, but I'm going to have less when I do eat out. Alcohol. So if you are someone that wants to drink a few times a week whilst getting in shape, probably going to have to compromise on your choices. If you're someone that drinks a lot of beer and cocktails, you might have to go for more fizzy, you know, champagne and Prosecco, maybe a glass of red wine or two, reduce your beer intake. And what I always say with alcohol, if you're the sort of person that likes to go out and drink eight pints, let's be honest, the first two pints are the most enjoyable, right? After that, you're just drinking for the fun, mainly, right? Unless you're going to like beer tasting or something. So you might as well enjoy one or two pints. And again, this is what I'm going to be doing in Hamburg. And then moving on to like spirits and diet mixers and saving yourself a load of calories that way. That's going to support your goals of getting in shape. Again, you are going to have to be mindful with alcohol. Like you're not going to be able to go out and have eight drinks all the time, even if it is from the lighter options, because most people are going to see a knock-on effect with their appetite, food choices, training performance, all that sort of stuff. So I'm not saying go out every time you have food and drink eight drinks of, of spirits and diet mixers. But if you do on occasion, just make some compromises in, in that area. And then other little things like when you're at home, if you like eating ice cream, you don't have to sacrifice eating ice cream for your goals. You just compromise by going for Halo Top or getting a lower calorie alternative. You can look at things like, let's say you enjoy crisps and dip. In front of the TV, you, you enjoy that habit of just kind of grazing on something and snacking. Rather than saying you can't have, you know, your crisps and your dip, can you compromise a little bit and have one like regular sized bag of crisps rather than, you know, a big family bag that you just kind of eat mindlessly whilst watching a movie? Can you get a normal, just small bag of crisps with a few healthier dips? So rather than like, you know, sour cream or cheese or anything that's really high calorie, could you get some fat-free cottage cheese, some salsa, a packet of crisps, and then cut up some like veggies to go with it? So you've got cucumber sticks, peppers, that sort of thing. So you still, you get some crisps, you get some dip, but you're compromising on the amount that you're having and you're compromising on the dips. Just little things like that. Just start to, if you want to get in better shape, but you have all these pleasures and you just, you know that your lifestyle is holding you back. You've just got to look at it and just be, just be thoughtful about where you can potentially compromise. Keep the same habit in place, but replace it with something else. So you're not just complete. you're not saying, right, I'm not going to snack in front of the TV. That's it, I'm, I'm not doing it. What you're doing is like, what am I currently snacking on in front of the TV? And then how can we make it better and more in line with the goal? Another one, you know, just come to mind for me. Um, I've got a couple of like financial related goals this year. Um, and I just looked at ways over December, I did a bit of an audit on where my money was going and just ways where I could cut back a little bit to allow me to, to save a bit more this year. Um, and one of like, for example, I was in the habit of quite a few days of the week buying a coffee on my walk. So I go out for a long walk every day and because I'm dieting at the moment, I do, I, do, I do like a little bit more caffeine. 
Um, so I was just, I was buying a, a coffee on my walk. So rather than like spending three, four pound or whatever on, on a coffee every time I was out for a walk, I bought myself a takeaway cup. So I was like, right, rather than saying that I can't have a coffee on my walk, can I buy myself some nice ground coffee, put it in my cafetiere and take a cup out with me on my walk? And I've been doing that the whole of January. And I worked out compared to like December and November, I've saved myself about 50, 60 quid this month just by making that compromise. So it doesn't just have to be related to getting in shape. Like you can do this for anything. If you know there's an area of your life that you want to improve things, you want to make a difference, you want to, you know, I'm not saying it has to be like quitting your job and starting a business. Like the example that I used before, it can literally just be you, you want to lose 10 pounds or you want to save up a little bit of more money. Do a bit of an audit and just look where you can compromise more. Travel is another one for me. So I, I spent quite a lot of money on travel over the last three years. And whilst I love it and, you know, I think experiences and, and you know, it's up there with the, my favorite thing to do. I just looked at ways that I could potentially compromise a little bit more this year. So rather than saying that I can't travel, how can I travel and make it a little bit cheaper? So rather than, you know, staying in really nice hotel, well, not really nice, like I'm... <laughs> I'm not the sort that will stay in like really bougie hotels, but like I do enjoy a nice hotel with good food and gyms and all that sort of stuff. I've I've got a fairly nice holiday book for after my photo shoot, but I'm just looking at other ways to, to go abroad and make it a little bit cheaper. So not sacrificing the travel, but compromising a little bit. All right. So hopefully that, that gives you some food for thought. Don't sacrifice too much you might have to make some sacrifices here and there but i would always favor compromises rather than sacrifices for long-term change some short-term sacrifice to have a bit of a reset might be good so you might need you know you might cut something out for six weeks and really completely sacrifice it and then work on compromising once you've had a bit of a reset with it that's not necessarily a bad thing but I just think if you say to yourself, right, I want to get in great shape. And for 20 weeks, I'm going to sacrifice alcohol, chocolate, my social life. I'm not going to eat out. I'm not going to get any takeaways. I'm going to do all these things. I, I just, for most people, I know that that's probably going to result in, you might be able to do it because you might get some good results and you might feel good and, it, you know, things might happen. But down the line from a longevity perspective, from experience of coaching people and from experience of myself, too much sacrifice is potentially going to lead to higher chances of rebound. So compromise, don't sacrifice, do a bit of an audit, have a look at where you could potentially, you know, pull back a little bit, make some changes and hopefully that helps you get in better shape. Cool. I'm going to leave that there. I hope that was useful. As always, if you would like to give me any feedback, ask questions, if you'd like any help with your goals and someone there to just kind of push you a little bit to, to make some of these compromises and give you some ideas on how you can, you know, compromise a little bit more. Just drop me a message on Instagram at in shape with Ryan and I will gladly have a chat with you. Um, if not, thanks as always for listening. Any shares of the podcast, you know, the easiest thing for you to do if you've enjoyed this or if you found this useful, if you find it thought provoking, you've probably got a friend that could do with her in it as well. So I'd really appreciate if you could share this with one friend that you think might be benefit might benefit from listening to this episode or any of the episodes that you've you've listened to so far. 
it would be massively appreciated. Helps me get the word out there. It helps me help more people with my knowledge, wisdom and experience. And yeah, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks to you for listening. And I will be, I was going to say in touch. I need to get this this outro a little bit smoother, don't I? The intro is obviously bang on now. We've got an introduction, but the outro is a little bit rusty. And I'll just drop my pen. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to leave it there. Thank you for listening. And I'll catch you next episode.